Welcome to the Comics Are Awesome podcast. I'm Mark Boker, comic book reader, retailer, and evangelist. My featured guest today is Jay Ferber. Originally from northeastern Pennsylvania, Jay was raised on a steady diet of comic books and TV. In the late 90s, he broke into comics at both Marvel and DC, working on Generation X, New Warriors, and Titans before getting the itch to create his own series. In 2001, he launched Noble Causes at Image, and since then has gone on to co-create and write a number of Image series, including Dynamo 5, Near Death, Point of Impact, and his latest series, Copperhead. In addition to writing for comics, Jay has written for TV, including Ringer, Avengers Assemble, and Starcrossed. He currently lives in Burbank with his wife and their cat. Jay, thank you for being one of the first guests on Comics Are Awesome. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I've given our listeners a brief introduction, but let's give them a chance to really get to know you. What's your origin story? How did you discover comics and take us through your journey from reader to writer? Yeah, uh, I think I discovered comics like a lot of people my age did, just at, at the, like, the corner grocery store pharmacy. Uh, I, I, I really got into to superheroes and that kind of genre through Saturday morning cartoons, Super Friends and Spider-Man and his amazing friends and all that stuff. And, and also the Adam West uh, uh, Batman reruns. And then got into comics, realizing, oh, there's many more characters and there's more stuff here uh, to, to explore. And just got more and more entrenched in it uh, as I got older. Never really outgrew it. Uh, uh, developed alongside a love of television. You know, watched a ton of TV when I was a kid, much to my parents' uh, dismay. And uh, in in growing up, I thought I wanted to draw comics, so I spent a lot of time writing and drawing my own. And uh, it wasn't until college that I realized that I didn't really have uh, the discipline to, to apply myself as a comic artist. I mean, what, what those guys do is, is amazing. I just, I didn't have the, the patience to spend an entire day on, on one page. Uh, and, and I realized, I think a lot of my love was in the storytelling and in, in basically the writing of it. Uh, so I switched majors and focused on writing and then, uh, was much happier. And, uh, uh, shortly after college, I, uh, started getting serious about trying to get into comics and uh, became friends with a writer named Devin Grayson, who was just starting to get published at DC and kind of saw, you know, what her path was and, uh, you know, used that as, as a, as a, uh, an example, I guess. And, and, you know, she was able to make some contacts for me in terms of editors. And, uh, you know, I just sent out a lot of pitches and a lot of story ideas and, Finally, a couple editors at Marvel and DC uh, were receptive and gave me a shot, and I was in. My first, I think my first sale was the origin of Wonder Girl for a Secret Origins 80-page giant. But right after that, I got assigned to a, or no, I think it's the opposite. I think the first sale was the last issue of What If at Marvel. And then I got the Wonder Girl story at DC, but the Wonder Girl story came out first. Uh, so I sold the Marvel story first, but the Wonder, Wonder Girl story was my first actual uh, credit. And from there, I just kind of managed to build a little career for myself. Wow. And that's been many, many years. <laughs> it, it has. Yes. <laughs> well, I remember our, our, the beginnings of, uh, I guess, our foundations are pretty similar because I grew up 
you know, also watching the same shows I'm sure that you did. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm missing that creative aspect, <laughs> I think, and decided that I'd be better off selling comics rather than actually making them. But uh, I think great. those of us well, that are in, in that, uh, that grew up in the 70s and 80s, uh, you know, we all have similar touchstones that we can relate to and, and things like Super Friends and Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. And yeah. so, well, great. I see uh, you went one way and I went the other, but here we are. Exactly. Exactly. We ended up the same place, basically, right here on doing this interview. Yeah, absolutely. Well, earlier I mentioned that your current series is called Copperhead. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, Copperhead uh, comes out. September 10th uh, from Image. Uh, it was created by uh, myself and uh, an artist named Scott Godleski. Uh And it's a, uh, a sci-fi western, basically. It takes place on an alien planet uh, in a little western town that's built up around a copper mine called Copperhead. And it centers on a woman named Clara Bronson, who is the first or who is the new sheriff of, of this town. Uh, she arrives in the first issue with her young son and uh, is is kind of a stranger in a strange land. The town is populated by a mix of humans and aliens, and it's it's Clara uh, trying to, to, to bring law and order to this fairly lawless uh, Wild West kind of town. Uh, the, the book is very much a Western in uh, theme and uh, execution, I guess. It just has... Uh, sci-fi trappings to it, uh, w which make it a little bit different than than a uh, uh, a normal western. Uh, but but the, the themes and the characterizations and stuff are, are classic western. Uh, we're just kind of giving it a new paint job, uh, and we're having a blast. Uh, like I said, the book comes out in September, and Scott is uh, drawing issue four as we speak. So we, we've, we've got a nice lead time and we're, we're far ahead of schedule. And, uh, you know, I can't wait uh, till you guys can all get a chance to read it. Are you envisioning this as potentially an ongoing or is there a, is there a finite number of Copperhead issues that you've got in you? Uh, it, it's an, it's an ongoing, uh, I, I haven't put a, a limit on exactly how long it'll run. Uh, I don't see it as the kind of book that'll run forever, but uh, but a few years at least if we're lucky. Uh, there, there's a lot of stories uh, to mine in Copperhead, no pun intended. Well, I want to go back to something you mentioned. Well, you mentioned everybody getting a chance to see it, and I, I do want to say that you were kind enough to send me an advanced copy to look at. And Image has been very good about doing that with retailers to you know let us know that this is good stuff <laughs> that that we we want to we want to order up so that we have enough in stores when our customers are come in and, and demand them um i guess how do you how do you feel about that whole process as far as sending the work out in advance um and giving retailers a chance to see it is it helpful do you, do you like it uh yeah absolutely i i love it i think that the more information we can give to retailers the better uh not only to show them uh you know the quality of the book but also, in some instances, to show them that the book is done, that the book exists. Uh, you know, you, you, we've seen uh, solicitations come out from other companies where it's, you know, written by so-and-so, an artist to BD. And it's right. just like, so you mean it hasn't even, no one's even started drawing this thing yet, and you're soliciting it. Uh, so, so sending out advanced copies to, to the retailer and, and the reviewer community that only gives them a chance to sample the book and, and gauge, uh, you know, what their customer interest might be. But it also just basically proves that it does exist, that we are working on it, uh, that it's going to come out. 
Uh, and I think, yeah, the more information we can get to you guys, the better. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Well, thank you for that. I mean, I, I was, you know, a fan before seeing it because I, I like uh, Near Death and, and Point of Impact and some of the other books that you've done. But after having read it, you know, I'm ordering more than I had planned on. So it, it worked for me, and I'm sure it's working for lots of other retailers across the country. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, we, we've got our initial order numbers in, and, and we were very happy with them. Uh, it's it's uh, a great show of faith by by the, the retailer community that, that, that they're ordering with confidence on this book. So we're, we're very happy, and we aim to, uh, to deliver on that, uh, on that promise. Well, there you go, listeners. Look for Copperhead in September. I love it. Jay obviously loves it. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he would love if you would check it out when it comes out in September. Uh, Jay, you've been writing professionally for a while now. What has been your proudest moment as a writer? And I know you, you write for TV, you've written comics. Um, can you pick one that is your proudest moment? Boy, uh, if I had to pick one, I would probably say uh, uh, getting Noble Causes off the grounded image. I mean, that was my first creator-owned endeavor Uh the book came out in September 2001, so it's it's been over 10 years now, uh, and it's just uh, that that changed my my career, changed my life. It was uh, up until then I'd been, uh, you know, fairly successful at Marvel and DC, but always under uh, in, in a work for hire situation where where my creative vision was not the uh, the final word. Um, you know, there are editors to answer to and, and uh, company lines to, to tow. And, and this was my chance to say, like, I wonder what happens if I do a book that where I follow my gut and I follow my own creative instincts. Is it going to work? Are people going to hate it? Is it, is it going to go over terribly? And the book lasted for uh, over 40 issues. Uh, and uh, so it, it was very uh, rewarding uh, creatively to, to, to get that out there and have it received the way it was. Uh, so yeah, I would say that if I had to pick one, that, that would be it. Well, in lasting 40 issues when Noble Causes originally came out, if you look at it today, what do you think would happen if Noble Causes was released today in the environment where image is, is, you know, quite a contender amongst the, yeah. the publishing industry and with, uh, Eric Stevenson getting all of the press that he gets every time he opens his mouth. Um, but I'd, I'd be interested. I know you'd probably be curious too, to say, to, to play the what if game and, uh, yeah. you know, what if it came out today? Yeah. If it came out today, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it would probably launch higher, I think, but I don't know, because it's also a superhero book, and a lot of images wheelhouse is not superheroes these days. Uh, uh, but it is interesting. I mean, Copperhead, when I launched Noble Causes, I had uh, a, a bit of heat on me as a writer from Marvel and DC. You know, at the time, that was it, it was less common, I think, for, for Marvel and DC guys to, to launch a creator-owned book. Uh, so I had a, a little bit of heat in that regard. And so the book launched pretty well, but Copperhead launched even better now. And I think that's almost entirely because as you said, image has become such more, so much more of a contender and the comic book community, both in retailers and, and, and readers seem to be more supportive of creator owned books these days and more aware of it. And, and, uh, so yeah, Image's profile has risen to, to such an extent uh, that yeah, it's it's a completely different playing field now. Well, that kind of leads us to our next question, and that is, 
What are you most excited about in regards to the comic book industry today? Yeah, it is. It is just that it's 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 the 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 way that the community is embracing uh, original ideas and creator own work. And uh, and and I mean, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little torn on the issue because to a reader, it shouldn't matter if a book is work for hire or creator owned or published by Marvel or published by Dark Horse or Image or whatever. A good story is a good story, and and people like what they like. That's all great. That said, as a, as a creator who who enjoys working on on my own characters, it is gratifying to, to see that being recognized um, much more these days. That that more and more fans and retailers are on the lookout for new creator owned material and are are more uh, accepting of it and and help foster it and uh, are supportive of it. So that that really has me excited. It, it's a it's a great time in comics for people who have original ideas. I'd say. Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with the comment, a good story is a good story. So if we're talking about Batman or we're talking about an original series like Copperhead or the X-Men or Spider-Man or whatever, if it's good, it's good, and it deserves to be recognized. Uh, don't just follow a book because you know, I've seen people, and I've been a victim of this myself as a fan, you know, following a series blindly because I love a character. You know, so even when the series is at its lowest as far as quality, you stick with it because from a collector and a reader mentality, you want it all. Uh, but you know, if you're not enjoying the book, there are hundreds of other books out there that, that are worth reading. So, as, as you said, I think the bottom line is if it's good, it's good, regardless of who's publishing it. Yeah, I, I think we've all taken that journey uh, of, of, I think everyone who's read comics, uh, at least in our generation, has done that, where they've stuck with a book through a bad period, because either you don't want a gap in your collection, or you, you think it's going to get better. So this this writer or artist will leave, and they'll get somebody better in, and then I'll I'll just it'll you know it, it'll be worth it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's so it's it's it, you know like what you like and buy what you buy, but uh, but don't buy stuff you don't like. Yeah, there you go. I think I'm gonna make a bumper sticker. Of, of <laughs> um, next question is: What comic book series other than your own would you recommend today? Uh, boy, this is a tough one because there's so much good stuff out there. And, and a, a lot of what I read, I think, are, um, uh, are, are books that are already, you know, on everybody's radar. Books like Saga that, you know, uh, is, is quite acclaimed. Uh, but uh, I think if I had to recommend one, I would recommend Thief of Thieves at Image, uh, created by Robert Kirkman and currently written by Andy Diggle and drawn by Sean Martinborough. And it's fantastic. Just this great uh, heist book about a thief kind of trying to go straight, but, but sucked back into his old life. Uh, and it's just great inventive heists and really richly drawn characters. And the art is just fantastic. The pacing is great. Uh, I just anybody who likes a good crime story, a good character-driven crime story, especially, should should be reading Thief of Thieves. Well, because you chose Thief of Thieves, Thieves, I feel like I have to put in a plug for Near Death, <laughs> because <laughs> if you know if, if someone likes Thief of Thieves, if they like conflicted characters, someone trying to do the right thing, stuck in bad situations, I think they would really love your series Near Death as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I got I gave you one there. Thanks. All right, so the name of this podcast is Comics Are Awesome, and that just came to me one morning. I woke up and went, you know, 
comics are awesome, and we do a video review here at the shop as well, and, and my co-host and I tend to use the word awesome a lot. In fact, in some episodes, we had a little awesome counter, awesome meter that would go <laughs> off every time we said awesome. Um, so my, my final question to you, Jay, is why do you think that comics are awesome? I think comics are awesome because they are limitless. There is nothing you can't do in comics. Uh, you know, you're, you're really only bound by your imagination, the imagination of, of the creators involved. There's no budget constraints in terms of special effects or, or anything. Uh, it's, it's not bound by any genre. Any genre is, is open to comics. Any, any scope from a tiny slice of life to a huge, sprawling, multi-generational, multi-dimensional saga, all of these things are comics. And I, I just love how broad a canvas it is that you can tell any story in comics, uh, no exceptions. Very true statement, and that's one of the reasons, that, that's kind of one of the ways that we operate here at Alter Ego Comics is that there is a comic book for everyone. If you, yeah. if you enjoy entertainment, if you like movies, TV shows, novels, uh, you know, any form of entertainment, there is a comic for you. And I think, it, you know, the more people that are out there spreading that word, uh, the better off we're all going to be. And hopefully this industry will continue to grow uh, so that everybody can experience all of the awesomeness that's going on. I would hope so, yes. Well, Jay, thank you for being so generous with your time today. Before we say goodbye, where can people find you online? Uh, you can. I have a website. Uh, it's just jayferber.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jayferber. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm easy to get a hold of. Awesome. Well, listeners, look for comic or comic. Look for Copperhead in your local comic book shop uh, in September. And Jay, thank you for being one of the reasons that comics are awesome. Thank you.